It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in to episode number 100% of Jobbing Out. Episode number 100%, and it might not be what you think. Anybody have a guess? 100%. Uh, of the power Vince McMahon no longer has. Okay. I mean, well, I, I don't actually I believe... Say 100% of us are on the show today. I don't... That's be- the obvious so, one. So that would be the obvious one, but also it's not true because AJ's not here yet. Um, <laughs> so I, I probably wouldn't go with that. <laughs> um, and, and Aaron, I'm not certain that you're accurate in your assessment. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Fair. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but you are sniffing in the right direction. Uh, Triple H has 100% creative control. No, no, no. I doubt that's true. No, I doubt that as well. Um, no, it's that 100% of the time if we tape an episode on a Friday afternoon, we're going to miss a huge news story that happens uh, yeah, immediately yeah. afterwards. Because we, I'm not kidding, are batting 1,000 in terms of that being the case. As uh, we recorded an episode, and then immediately afterwards, wouldn't you know, <sighs> womp, womp, By big, way, we missed, big story. We've, we, we, missed, uh, we missed it so closely that enough time has passed that like 9,000 conspiracy theories have come up and then been oh. also debunked. Oh, absolutely. oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. It's all, I mean, my God, my God. God, it's just it felt like 12 news cycles since we recorded. It really does. It really does <laughs> feel that way. Uh, we will talk about it. I promise that is something that we're going to do on this particular episode of the program. Um, it is also a picks week. And so hopefully in uh, a few seconds, we will have AJ with us. Ah, <laughs> That's our guy. Sent us a text. He said, here I come. And there he is. Hey. I think, hey. What's up, buddy? How are you? How are you, lads? He, he is the the main of the main of the main. <laughs> How want, are you, lads? We're we're fine. We were gonna let you do you do a thing when you come on the show. You you say your name. AJ Francis. There we go. AKA. I didn't know that's where we were. Yeah, no, we we started, and so <laughs> that's what we had to do. Um, I because we're gonna do picks. Do you want to talk at all about Vince and Triple H and all that, AJ? For sure. Okay. What What was your reaction to both ends of it? Both the news about Vince, and then your reaction to the news about Triple H taking creative control. Well. After everything came out about Vince, I figured that he would have, you know, the retirement thing would have to happen. Um, I think everybody could see the writing on the walls. Um, Like I said, people always want me to run down Vince, but I've only ever had like three conversations with the man ever. So, like, I don't have this mega insight with now Vince. Now, Triple H and me have had a working relationship 
since I signed with NXT and especially got, you know, when I started working with the Most Wanted Treasure show, he had to see me more in my element and we've become cool um, since then. So, like, I know a lot of people in the back, just people I've had conversations with are very excited with the fact that Triple H is now, um, you know, not just talent relations, but running creative as well. Um, you know, people people often say things like, oh, well, you know, the black and gold NXT was uh, it was very niche. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, they, they can't run SmackDown and Raw like that. And I don't think he would try to. I think he understood that the way that he ran NXT was run that way because it was supposed to be a third option. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was supposed to be drastically different than the other two. Um, but now that he's, you know, doing Raw and SmackDown, he understands what those shows are. Who, do, who understands better than somebody who's probably main evented both 500 times? Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. He understands how that show is supposed to run. Um, I think one of the biggest things that might come from it is, um, because I remember he said this on Austin's, uh, Broken Skull podcast, um, like maybe we go back to two hours for Raw because that's what he really likes. Now, obviously you'd have to make up those ad dollars mm-hmm. and that's probably more of a Nick Khan thing than a Hunter decision. You know what I'm saying? Because it deals directly with ad dollars and yep. revenue, all those things. But, like, Triple H is obviously one of the greatest minds this business has ever seen. Um, And, like, I genuinely enjoyed working with him. Um, Mainly because I knew he trusted me. Because he didn't let nobody write for me. Um, The only person that wrote for anybody in Hit Road was me. (laughs) Sure. I mean, you know, Brianna wrote... Some uh, Brianna wrote a good portion of her stuff, and so did Tahuti, and sort of wrote some of his stuff. And for the most part, I was writing for everybody, right? So like, like the fact that Triple H trusted me with that, like, there's a lot of guys he doesn't trust with that responsibility, and so like I've always appreciated the fact that he 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 trusted me and trusted us to take care of our own thing because he believed in what we were doing. Um, and I think that that's going to show on the main roster. Um, he knows that he doesn't have to coach up Roman Reigns. He knows he doesn't have to coach up Seth Rollins. He knows he doesn't have to coach up, uh, the Miz or AJ Styles, but guys that he has to coach up guys like my buddy almost, you know, um, guys like Rich Holland, uh, guys that he wants to make bigger stars than they currently are today. He is so good at being able to pull that out of people. And I'm very much looking forward to see what he does on the main roster. Do you buy into the idea that like guys would be more inclined to stay with WWE? This is a thing that's been reported a little bit this week. That, you know, some talents, you know, told Sean Ross Sapp, hey, if Triple H had been in charge, I wouldn't have left WWE. Um, do do you buy into the idea that people will be more inclined to want to stick around? when their deals are up or maybe come back. Yeah. There's certain people that I fully believe would be more inclined to stay in WWE with 
Hunter around, mainly because Hunter had a giant class of guys that were all under six foot tall, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, Vince and the old direction was not going to put those guys in a prominent position. Every once in a while, they have a Daniel Bryan or Rey Mysterio or Shawn Michaels, but those guys are literally generations apart, right? So, like, um, you know, there's a lot of other guys that I'm sure they would have stayed uh, for if Hunter was still there. But me personally, like, I didn't come, I didn't grow up wanting to be in WWE because who ran talent relations and who ran creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up wanting to be in WWE because I wanted to be The Rock. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I didn't want. So like, whether Vince is there or I, or Triple H is there or. Bruce Pritchard is there or not, or Kevin Dunn is there or not. That, that's inconsequential to me personally. I don't I don't really that doesn't matter to me. Um I didn't want to stay in NXT oh when they called us up to SmackDown because I could make more money on SmackDown. Right. So, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, uh, the guys that were like, I would have stay in NXT, I can't relate. I get it. Not saying my yep. time is I love my time in NXT, but you know. Yeah, you want to be the main event of WrestleMania. I get it. Like I I completely understand. Right, right. Did did you did you send him a text this week at all? Like, you know, that's the thing is that like I've been talking to Hunter uh, like for months. Like uh, I've been talking to Hunter since I left. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Like I said, me and Hunter have always had a cool relationship. So, like, I didn't I haven't texted him yet this week because I know everybody in their mother is blowing his phone up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I texted him when I found out that he was going to be head of talent relations. But yeah. once I've, I haven't texted him since uh, he was, you know, dubbed as the new head of creative. Because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wait to save that text till I'm the new All-Caribbean champion next week. <laughs> <laughs> Can bring the belt to WWE. Oh, That's man. Something. Man, I like everything I'm, about that. I'm, you know what I'm saying? When I'm, I'm Frankie Dos Bays. You know what I'm saying? Dos Bays. Dos Bays. I love that. All right. Now, wh- I guess let's, let's let's have everybody, you know, chime in on this. Do we Do we fully believe that Vince is not going to be involved? Like, do we do we fully believe this is one hundred percent all all of the autonomy belongs to Triple H and Stephanie, um, or do we still think that there is someone pulling strings behind the scenes? Here's 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 what I'll say. This is the best way I can describe it. Jerry Jones don't call plays. Jerry Jones sits up in his press box and he has a lot of influence though. So Jerry Jones might text his head coach during the week and say, Hey man, I think we should do this, this, and this. But at the end of the day, the coach on the field got to call the plays. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's what you're going to get with the new WWE situation to pretend that Vince is not going to be in contact with Hunter and Stephanie about the direction the company's going is a joke, but I don't think that he will, I don't think that he will be an active participant in meetings or, you know, uh, decisions that are actually made when they need to make them. But to pretend Vince won't still have influence 
over the WWE when the people that are running it, making the decisions, are his daughter, his son-in-law, and somebody he hired. Like, I honestly think that they, he's, he'll still have his he'll still have his hand in it. It'll be like the Gordon Ramsay situation where he's standing outside the kitchen. He ain't really cooking. Right. right. <laughs> oh, by the way, I saw this. With, I was at I was at Emeralds in New Orleans one night. I think I've told this story before. I was at Emeralds in New Orleans the week of the Super Bowl, and he was there. And the whoever was the, like, there's like the captain's table, which is literally in the kitchen, and um, whoever whoever had it was somebody from the NFL, and they couldn't use it that night. And they saw us in there, and they're like, "Hey, do you want the captain's table?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, sure, right? Like, <laughs> I think I will, dude." He inspected every freaking plate that came out of that kitchen. Wow. It was wild, bro. <laughs> like, it was wild, and I mean, he was rough. I'm like, oh my god! I was wilding out watching it, dude. It was so cool. It was so you could cool. Probably, you could probably get good money just to pay for that experience, dude. I, there's no doubt you could, 100. percent And like, I was asking one of the servers, I'm like, is this normal like this? He's like, no, he's only here because it's Super Bowl week. You know, he's 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 typically never he's never here, right? Like, he just showed up this week, and right. everybody is panicked. <laughs> like, they are wow, lummox. And now translate that out to WrestleMania. Right, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. But I okay, so I here's, here, go ahead, Brandon. Here's, here's, here, go, go ahead, Brandon. Here's here's my take on it. I'm not going to say who's calling who or who's talking to who or how often. Uh, but I I do I will tell you this. I truly believe that you're going to see a significant difference in the product, and I think as long as that's the case, I don't care who's calling who and who's texting. Um, I'm kind of in between. I think that, I think especially early on, you're going to see, you know, again, not directly in the meetings, but you're going to see Vince's fingerprints all over things. I do think, particularly, let's say, post-WrestleMania, I think you start to see a real change. I think it might take a little while, and I do think that, uh, that Vince will have his fingerprints on for a while. I do think eventually we get to a point though where Vince. I don't, I don't is... think there's a chance it takes that long. I don't. I think. I think you're going to see some subtle things like okay, one report already that I'm seeing is apparently, apparently Finn Balor is going to be a significant uh, focus, right? No, that was not going to be the case. To be fair, it's not before. like Finn Balor hadn't been literally a Universal Champion before. But but if you read the same report that I'm talking about, they said that was all Triple H, and then the second that that uh that his influence had waned that that or the injury or whatever but that all that happened because of triple h what, apparently, what if whatever, what if you know. what if they make one of those changes and then just because of nfl season the ratings drop you think vince is going to be content not screaming on the phone to somebody at that point i think we're in uncharted waters here i don't think that i i, I don't know if that's going to be a thing anymore one of the things like, that, here's one thing that you can't overlook though after the announcement of Triple H, uh, the WWE stock jumped up. Yeah, well, that was Correct. closer to a sale, largely. That that all the analysts were saying, oh, well, now it's well, no, analyst opinion. Like it, people were on MSNBC on all of these things and say, well, you should buy this now because they're closer to a sale. All of the, you know, the that's the the I experts, the financial I, experts I, I don't, reasoning for the I job. don't know that we've always boy anyway I, let me go back to two things real quick because we do have to get the picks SummerSlam is coming up this week and it does yep. it does matter 
Um, two things, one being, and I said this to Brandon, I do think the one thing that we have to keep in mind, and I, I oftentimes hear AJ's voice on my shoulder when we have these conversations, reminding me like, hey, everybody that's ever bitched about Vince, reminder, he gave you everything you've ever loved as a professional yeah. wrestling fan, right? And I, and I do, like, I, I hate it, it's, it's almost creepy, like when I start talking about this, I hear AJ literally in my ear saying those words, um, and, and one of the things I would keep in mind is, Triple H and Stephanie are aware of the many, many, many things that Vince McMahon did over the years that did work and that provided yeah. for a massive company. And to think they're going to spit in the face of that is not just insane. It would be reckless. It would be nuts to be handed the keys of the car and being like, you know, I know you've been driving this car for a long time and you've kept it in great shape. I think I might go take it off-roading and see how it works, right? Like, it that I don't believe for a second that suddenly there's just going to be drastic change for the sake of drastic change. Yeah, I don't think that Roman Reigns drops the titles on Raw. Right, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, what I mean by that, what I mean by that is, if you believe some of the reporting that's been coming out now that Vince is gone, that people are scared to say X, Y, Z thing, it's the kind of stuff like, Oh, Vince McMahon forgot that we did this match a thousand times. Vince McMahon doesn't know who this person well, is. Well, and that and like, by the way, the, the subtlety of, of it. Like anymore. the subtlety of and I was gonna make the joke, like, do we think that suddenly Johnny Gargano shows up on Sunday to try to get somebody to like Jake uh, Logan Paul because they're I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing what's going on there. Um, like I, to for me to say, do I think it's more likely that someone like Johnny Gargano would say maybe there could be a future for me in WWE? Sure, I, I can buy that. Do I think that suddenly Johnny Gargano is going to be the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns? No, I don't think there's a chance in hell of that. Like, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, at, at all. Well, I mean, I, I, listen, there can't be because we already know who that is. Well, we, it's yeah, we, one think, of two people. we think we do, right? We think we well, do. I, we, yeah. we know who it is. It's yeah. one of two okay. people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's let's keep. I, you're you're way more comfortable yeah. on that than I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of two people. You keep saying that, bro. <laughs> I can keep think of three it. already off the top of my yeah. head. So. Oh, I I think it's the rock. It, <laughs> well, that that's one of them. That's I I think I think there's a non-zero chance that it's Brock Lesnar on Saturday. I'm just just <laughs> could be Austin Theory. Putting that out there. Putting it out there. All right, um, I, we could keep talking about this for hours. And by the way, can can we all agree, AJ? I'm guessing you didn't watch Raw on Monday nights. Uh, no, I didn't. No. All right. So just between the three of us, I whether it has anything to do with it being the first show post Vince or or just it being the fact that it was at Madison Square Garden, and you're going to do things and you're going to put Roman Reigns on a show at Madison Square Garden that you're not going to do in Sheboygan or wherever the hell you're going to be next week. Um, I did. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a hell of a start. Um, for that to be the first show post this news, I thought it was a damn good episode of Raw. Yeah, Agreed. I really liked how the first hour flowed. Definitely could <clears throat> nitpick the Logan Paul segment. <clears throat> well, they, they, there's, but, there's a bigger problem there that, that can't be solved in one episode <laughs> of Raw. There's... But I actually, I thought it was really smart. You had them brawl. I thought they were going to have them brawl to start the show, and then we never see them again. And I was like, that's perfect. That's exactly how you do yeah, it. Yeah, it was it was perfect well, but, until he came out again. Right, but that's the yeah. Yeah, it's part of the problem. It's there's there's what, what, what's, what's the beef with Logan Paul? They want him to be a face, a face and everyone hates him. Like <laughs> you can't get him cheered. You literally have him working with the Miz and can't get him cheered. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a problem. It's a you know they, real You know problem. how they could have got him cheered? You can't. No, you can. There's one person you could put him with that you could get him cheered. Corbin? His brother? Austin Austin Theory. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, I think, dude. I think I'm, they cheer for Theory. I'm, I'm pretty sure I agree. I I'm, I don't think you can. I, I think it's a... You are fighting a losing... I'm literally convinced that the only way to try to get cheers for him is to suddenly have him be the guy that announces Johnny Gargano is back on, on Saturday night. I think it <laughs> wait, is your wait, wait. Is only Logan Paul hope. from Cleveland? I don't know. Dude, Logan Paul's from Cleveland. I mean, it would make, yeah, a, he is from Lake, Ohio. Would make a lot of sense. Would make a oh, lot of shit. sense. All right, <laughs> let's get into the card. I mean, it would, my God, my, my, my pants. My poor pants. Johnny, just Johnny Gargano and Logan Paul tag team. All right, shut up. Let's don't go. say that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Um, let's get into some. Oh, and God, it's so much worse after I saw that promo from Tommaso Ciampa. Jesus Christ, he's amazing. Oh my yeah. God, he's so incredible. <sighs> All right. Dude, if, if 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 it turns into a tag match, <sighs> you ha- like, come on, how can it at this point? There's no time. Yeah, there is. Tommaso Ciampa attacks him at like during the match, like they, it immediately. Oh, like oh, like, if, like if a, Gargano, a show yeah, change? correct. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's get into the card. SummerSlam is Saturday night in Nashville. Uh, there are nine matches currently on the card. Uh, Aaron, what is this cockamamie thing that you want to do now? Uh, we'll do it at the end because it's about the uh, the DraftKings pool and swear to it's God. all about the main event questions. We, we figured so. we figured out how to do this thing, and Aaron's like, ah, I'm going to upend everything, and I'm going to throw. That's these. right. Jesus Christ, you're the I'm, I'm tearing up the rundown. Yeah. You know, no, what like, I really want to know is. Is how much of a kickback are you getting for this? Yeah, that's the yeah, we'll that's the point that. that I want to know. It's the this is the Aaron wants to do this because it's benefiting him. That's the reason why this is happening. He's like, you guys are good with this, right? I'm like, it, but Aaron is the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> What's the line from Ocean's Eleven where he's like, we can't split tests eleven ways? Yeah. <laughs> like, Aaron, that's a great line. Whatever you're getting, I don't think we can split it four ways. Um, all right, let's get into it. Nine matches. First up, uh, and, and as always, uh, should win, will win. First up, uh, a match that we just saw on Monday night, and as of right now, does not involve the Edge. Or the, did I say the Edge? Like yes. it's the guy from U two. It also doesn't involve the guy from the U two, for the record. Uh, Bono, I do not believe involved either. The Mysterios against the Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor in a no disqualification match. AJ. Uh, I mean, they've been putting over Ray for the past week because it's his 20th anniversary. Um, also, by the way, can we really talk about the fact that, like, from beginning to their career to, you know, 30 years into their career, who looks at oh, held up better? better? No doubt. I mean, I mean, our truth looks exactly the same, but it's like those two. You know what? How, how, for the how old first... is Ray Mysterio? Uh, Ray Mysterio is 47. Because listen, like there's two people that we've and been he talking. He started wrestling about. when he was 16, right? Yeah, yeah, that's insane. There's two people we could talk about that you know we always talk about people at a certain age and where they should be on the card and whatever. But Rey Mysterio and Bobby Lashley. It's, if you told me either one of those people was in a WrestleMania main event, no argument. My, which Bobby, the Bobby Lashley thing is the most bonkers thing in the history of wrestling. I don't want to start talking about Bobby Lashley because all of a sudden I realize I might not be heterosexual. Um, <laughs> The, uh, my favorite thing I saw a joke on TikTok. It was like uh, a black person sees any mass luchador. Oh, look, it's Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so 
true. When I go hang out with my cousins or my family, or I watch wrestling shows and they're over, and uh, there's another luchador. That's happened with fucking Lince Dorado. Yeah. It's happened with Fisto. <laughs> it's happened with every, literally every single person that comes through the the curtain and has a mask on. And the person that I'm watching with is black and doesn't watch wrestling. They go, yo, is that Rey Mysterio? <laughs> I, I tell you what. I have they'd to be really su- explain to them it's not Rey Mysterio, but then also explain that Rey Mysterio is, in fact, still wrestling. Yes, correct. <laughs> yes, that, that's the second part. Of it it, could, it could be. Shocked. Yeah. Yep. Hey, they'd, they'd be really surprised if it was Axiom and he took his mask off. Uh, yeah, they would be surprised. Yeah, By the well, way, yeah. I, I would also add that I'm pretty sure my, my seven-year-old son did that recently, too. <laughs> saw a mask guy. It's just assumed it was Rey Speaking of great wines, it's you white, you Ben Affleck, you in a mask, you Ray Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are, some of these are jokes I'm not sure we're allowed to make, Aaron. Um, <laughs> role models. Did you not see role models? I did. I did. Great movie. <laughs> um, go ahead, AJ. Make your pick. <laughs> um, uh, I think you have to. I've let all that by saying they've been putting Ray over for um, as they should. He's one of the best to ever do it. Uh, greatest luchador of all time. Um, uh, but uh, I think that we're going to have to give Damien and Finn this rub, especially now that Hunter is back making the decisions. And it is common knowledge that Hunter loves Damien Priest and Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. So... I think we're going to get the Judgment Day with the Dubski. In fairness, what's not to love about Damian Priest and, and Finn Balor, my God, and Rhea Ripley, for that matter? They're great guys, especially Damian. Damian's a great guy. God, I love Damian Priest. Uh, um, so, yes, right? Like, how how do you really how do you, would you possibly have them lose back to back matches in the span of of five days, like to the exact same team? The only question is, what is the Edge involvement in any of this? That's really what this comes down to is the, why are you doing this five days later? Well, the easy answer is to allow the judgment day to get their the win back and get the heat back and, and go that route. But the secondary part is Edge has to be involved with this, right? Somehow, some way, he's got to be involved with this. The only question becomes, is he involved with it before or after, right? If he's involved before, then the Mysterios win. If he's involved after, it can be to clean up the mess and he can rescue the Mysterios as they're getting their ass kicked after they've lost. So I think you're right. I don't think you can have them lose back-to-back matches. And my assumption is that Edge plays the the hero after the match is over when the uh, Judgment Day continues to beat down the Mysterios. So I will have the Judgment Day should and will win. Yeah, the tricky thing about this is simply, like, did they view kind of the three previous Raws as the Judgment Day getting over. You had, you know, on July 4th, you had the Mysterious win by DQ, but Judgment Day stand tall. You had Finn beating Rey Mysterio the next week. You had Damian Priest defeating Rey Mysterio the week after that. And then you had the Mysterious winning on Monday night. But do they do they view that and then this is kind of, okay, we can give the Mysterios the win because we have had the Judgment Day stand tall for three straight weeks. And by the way, it's amazing that we're doing not just the same match twice in a week, but the same type of match five times in a 26-day span or whatever it is. Um, I well, some of the matches were some of the matches were singles matches. They were, they were singles, but yeah, 
but again, it's just like, okay, how much of that is playing in is, is my question here. I am, I tend to lean with what Glenn said that he comes in at the end. The fact that it's no disqualification, you can even have, you know, judgment day win, but win with Rhea's help with whoever's help. Um, and then have edge come in at the end. But again, because it is no disqualification, you also could have edge come in and just give the Mysterios the win as well. I will say should be judgment day. Uh, I'm honestly kind of leaning that it will be the Mysterios. Okay. Yeah, I say I say should be Judgment Day, but I think it's going to play out sort of the way Aaron just said. I think you're going to have a lot of – I don't want to use the word overbooked, but a lot of smoke and Schmoss. mirrors. <laughs> yeah, like you're going to have Aaliyah. Well, I think Mysterio. Aaliyah will definitely be involved to try to neutralize Rhea. Exactly. And so, like, I don't think you do all that stuff in a loss, I think – Especially if Edge is coming in, you know, obviously Edge is going to be on their side. So I think, you know, will be the Mysterios. And, and honestly, like, you know, I don't know. This is this is just a, this is a crowd pop moment kind of thing, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be the Mysterios. Then why have them win the exact same match five days earlier? That's the, I just can't. I can't come around on that. All right. Um, next up. One that I think is very difficult to pick, Riddle and Seth Rollins in just a straight-up regular-ass match. Um, and I, I genuinely don't know the answer to this question because the easy thing to say is, well, if you are catapulting Riddle towards being a champion, it's a huge moment for him, right? And I don't disagree with that, but I, I don't know how close we are to that being reality I think there's at least a few more steps along the way before there would even be a place in the picture for Riddle. Um, And I think Seth Rollins, while you can always say, hey, it doesn't, it never really seems to matter if Seth Rollins loses a match. I think the problem with that is that, like, he needs to win some more big matches too. So I'm struggling with this. I think ultimately it should and will be Riddle. And I do think this goes back to my crowd pop moment that if I'm going to go the Judgment Day route, I'll go this way. But I really don't think there's an incorrect answer to this whatsoever. And I think the other question is, how much longer are we going with this? Because I don't know that I have a problem with this being something that continues post-SummerSlam. And that's where I'm going with it uh, to me and why I think I'm going to have, say, Seth Rollins should and will win this. Because I think this is something where you have Seth Rollins win here. You get the big match that he hasn't had at a big pay-per-view in God knows how long. Literally since he started this heel run, really. Um so you have Seth Rollins here. You could have Riddle win it back at the the Clash of the Castle. Um, continue it as long as you want if you really want to, or you could end it right there. But I think at this moment in this match, Seth Rollins really needs it, I think, or could use it a little bit more than Riddle at this very moment. So I'm going to say uh, Rollins should and will here. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think Rollins is the should, but like, is there some other things at play here? Like, is Cody Rhodes' music going to hit? Is Randy Orton going to do something? Like, there are some other things, you know. Do, do they say Riddle can't compete and Randy Orton comes out and is the That's real the opponent? other question. Because I, I, I do think it's possible I, I they thought say we Riddle be, can't I thought compete. we believed that Randy Orton's injury was far more significant. Well, yeah, I, I, don't, don't, know. Know about the, I don't know about the Orton part, but... Like they did that for a reason. That the ending of Raw, right? I mean, they de- you could definitely make the argument he shouldn't be able to compete on on Saturday um, from what they did on Monday. I, I think there's I don't know. I have no idea what to think. If they really if they really do this match, they could do it in a way where Riddle looks like he's coming in injured, 
And mm. so then that gives you the Seth Rollins win. Um, or, I you, mean, or you could have done that do on that. Monday night to set it up for, for, for Riddle on, you know, like for EB even right. more dramatic. Yeah, he, yes. he, yeah. Despite all of this, he still won. I, I, the only thing I will say is like, I don't think you got to do that when he's fighting someone who is not, you know, it, I think they usually do that whenever they're fight. Like they do that when Rhea Ripley is fighting, um, Nikki Ash or something. You know what I mean? Like they don't do that whenever people who are equals fight typically, like they typically do that to give the other person an edge like that they need. Um, but maybe, I mean, I, I just, I think that to your point, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff with Seth Rollins where he's lost matches. And, and I think that they're starting to pile up and, and, and I do think that like giving him a strong victory could be important and I but I get not wanting to hurt Riddle. So like I don't know, man. I, I I do think the should is Rollins just because I think that, you know, we have we've been there. I mean we we've we've been down the road with Rollins losing matches. We've talked about this before. Like it you're right. It doesn't seem to matter though. So this the the will is really tough for me. But if this match really plays out, I do think I do think there's a chance they give it to Rollins. Um, uh, it's a tough one, right? Because I mean, you can make an argument. That neither one is bad, you know. The thing is, Seth Rollins, he has so many WrestleMania matches, and usually, uh, he's won some good ones, but he's lost some too. Um, and usually, when people have a bunch of WrestleMania losses, they make up for them by giving them dubs at SummerSlam. Look at The Rock. Um, I think it would be a good, I think it would be a really big moment for Riddle. Um, I don't. No. Needs it. Um, but Rollins was so drippy the other day. Um, like TD Jakes, I kind of like, <laughs> kind of want to like have him win just to, in honor of the drip. Um, but I think I think you give it to Riddle. I do. I think I think Matt Riddle. I think I think it's his crowning moment and uh, of his career so far. So I'm gonna I, give it to Riddle. By the way, I'm not gonna be offended by either way that this match goes. Yep. Like just as far as the result itself is concerned. Um, let's go to it. Logan Paul and The Miz. Aaron. Um, should be The Miz, which should either knock Logan Paul out of WWE or knock some sense into him to turn heel, uh, will be Logan Paul, and that's all I'll say on it. Yeah, I think it should be The Miz will be Logan Paul. Samesies. Yeah, and I'm the exact same route, and I... I, I don't I don't know I really don't know what they do about this because I just don't know if Logan Paul said I'm not gonna be a heel and the hell do you do what the hell do you do at that point there there's is... no way he said that. he's a heel in all his wrestling matches but then but then just, what are we doing here I feel because like like they're they're because he's a celebrity right only celebrities come in and are heels well but but he was at WrestleMania the ones that everyone hates I mean he was a heel for WrestleMania. And then they intentionally did that thing that was supposed to, like, apparently all the reports are, he said, I will do WrestleMania as a heel, but you're turning me face 
if I come back, if and when I come back. And that's why they did the Miz turning on him at WrestleMania. It's not good. Yes. It's not good. It is not good. All right. Uh, I love being a heel. I mean, you see what I posted yesterday? Like, I love being a heel. Yeah, of course. And by the way, he is a heel as a, like a human. He's a heel. And by the way, he's good at it. Right. Like, I, it makes no sense. Uh, Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Brandon, you can start. Should be Happy Corbin, will be Pat McAfee. AJ? Um, I think it should and will be Pat McAfee. Uh, Pat McAfee deserves his roses. Happy Corbin sometimes, I mean, for most of his career, like Baron Corbin gets random opportunities when he gets put over. But for the most part, like, his whole job in WWE has been getting heat to get other people over. Um, and it's a great gig to have. There's a lot of people that can't do that. Um, so uh, I'm going to say should and will Pat McAfee. I mean, you just gave Pat McAfee a win over Austin Theory at WrestleMania. I think and, he... and now he's like the number one thing on the show. Right. Um, <laughs> Now, in fairness, he also had a job to Vince McMahon <laughs> at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. So there is that. Um, I, I'm going to go back. I agree with Brandon. One of these guys is a wrestler. One of them isn't. And I, I understand but that ultimately when one person is a wrestler and one isn't, I'm always going to say that the guy that's a wrestler should win. But, yes, I, I get it. that This match exists because Pat McAfee is going to win it and you know the crowd's going to be behind him and it, Happy Corbin is on the other side. So I understand. Should be the wrestler, but will be Pat McAfee. Yeah, just in the in the context of what the show is, what they're trying to get out of this, I'm actually going to say should Pat McAfee to get that ultimate, like, hey, everybody's happy moment. The entire crowd can rally around it. It's something that we can be like, yay, no matter what happens for the rest of the show. So just in that context, I'll say should be Pat McAfee and will be Pat McAfee. All right. Uh, next, we come back to AJ, and let's go to the Tag Team Championship match. The Usos and the Street Profit with Jeff or J E double F J A double R E double T as the special guest referee. <laughs> um, like I want to say the Street Profits, but I don't know. Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee is giving me screw job vibes. Um, I. Uh, should Street Profits will Usos. Uh, this to me is the type of thing you can't screw up. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is there to hit Sami Zayn with a guitar and make sure that he can't interfere and screw over the Street Profits. The Street Profits have been building to this moment for some time. You gotta get this right. Um, Brandon and I talked about there's an argument that this really is the main event of um, SummerSlam the Street Profits culminating as champions overcoming the Usos is the moment for this card um, should and will the Street Profits I agree you know we talk about Wrestlemania moments all the time but SummerSlam has its big moments and, and these memorable moments and there's not a lot of room for it on this card like the main event Roman or Brock winning isn't a moment because they're Roman and Brock for the street profits. That's absolutely what this is. This is the defining moment of their career and probably 
if it happens, would be the defining moment of SummerSlam. It's something that you will remember this SummerSlam for. And so, yeah, I think it should and will street profits. Though I'm not going to lie, AJ just saying, you know, he Jeff Jarrett pulls off the ref shirt and there's a Bloodline shirt underneath it. Mm. it, it mm. I, I've seen it enough from Jeff Jarrett. Mm. I've seen it enough from Jeff Jarrett specifically that I can absolutely see it happening. Okay. Yeah, he could be Sami Zayn's buddy. God. <laughs> we know. God. Um, I will say, I do think it should be the Street Profits. Um, I do think that, in my opinion, prior to Roman being dethroned, there needs to be some kind of uh, shakeup in the bloodline to explain why they can't help him uh, or why they won't help him or whatever. Uh, because every other match has been LOL bloodline has three people and you don't. So um, I'm going to say it will be the street profits. And then that will give us a true one-on-one match at the clash at the castle with Roman reigns and whoever wins between yeah, could, be could be anybody. Um, <laughs> by the way, why don't we go ahead and do that? Why don't we, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a swerve. It's scheduled for Friday. It might very well be that it's on Friday and not on Saturday. I don't know. But uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre to to be the, the guy that fights the champion at the Clash in the Castle. I think it's really anybody's match, guys. I think it really could go. Yeah. Okay, stop. Uh, next up on the card, Bobby Lashley and Theory for the United States Championship. Um, I mean, I, there's only so many ways I can say this. It damn well better be Bobby Lashley. Um I know Theory is a major story at the moment, but the reality is he's the guy holding the briefcase. He should not um, also hold the United States Championship. We've had too much of consolidating this year when it comes to belts. This is definitely not something that needs to be consolidated at all or should be. Um, Bobby Lashley should defeat Theory, and whether that involves... I like I, I get that Theory's sort of involved with everything right now, and you don't want to have him... The one thing that isn't great is if... If Theory ultimately is going to cash in and become champion, you don't really just want to have him constantly lose ahead of that, but I don't want to beat Bobby Lashley. I know that for sure. Bobby Lashley shouldn't will win. Yeah, in another world, if the chess pieces were set up differently, I would actually say there could be an argument for Theory here. If there was a champion on Raw, if there was something else for Lashley to do that felt bigger, if you wanted to have Theory win it back, you have Lashley go up for the title and you have Theory you know, knowing that he's going to hold on to the briefcase for a while, also doing stuff with the U.S. title, there could be something to that. But with the way everything is right now, there is no place for Lashley up at the top at the moment. It should absolutely be Lashley's world, so should and will Lashley. And by the way, I haven't been shy about the fact that, like, yes, the Street Profits and Usos match was unbelievable. I actually thought that Bobby Lashley, in theory, had an argument for match of the night. Yes, it, it probably wasn't better than the tag match, but no one was talking about it quite as much. And I thought they had a fantastic match looking forward to this one too. And I do think it's should Bobby Lashley will Bobby Lashley. I think there's a history of them having somebody with the briefcase lose quite a bit, especially right before whatever comes to fruition for that briefcase. So I think, I'm looking forward to seeing this again. I think that those guys worked together way better than I would have ever expected. And Bobby Lashley wins. Um, is Bobby Lashley in the match? Oh, wow. <laughs> we're doing this now. Oh, it's gotten here. Jeez. 
Bobby Lat. I mean, theory. The whole. Uh, in what universe does the Money in the Bank holder actually get dubs? You know what I'm saying? Never. I, I just don't uh, think he should always lose. Like I, that's the only I thing I would that. say. He shouldn't always lose, but he doesn't. What does he gain by getting the U.S. title back? That's I mean, the point. The, right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Uh, I'm going to say Bobby Lashley wins, and I don't think it's going to be a long match. I think it's going to be probably a five-minute match, and I think it'll just, like, super put over Bobby as the United States champion because I think he'll probably hold that title to WrestleMania, um, build up to a big WrestleMania feud for him um, for the U.S. title, and then, you know, send Theory on his merry way doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? Um worry about and you know i think that's how that plays out so should and will bobby Lashley. next let's get into the uh, women's t- title matches we begin with uh, bianca belair and becky lynch for the raw women's championship aaron oh boy um i'll just start by saying it should be bianca i think bianca deserves an even longer title run that she's had already just fully establishing her as if not the absolute the woman in WWE, just right up at the top, equal with everybody else. There is a part of me that wonders if they might pivot here, even if it's a temporary thing, set up another moment at, Cla- at Clash. Plus it is, you know, uh, Bianca is from Tennessee. You know what happens to people in their hometown more often than not. So that part is a little bit concerning to me. I will say it will be Bianca, but I'm not nearly as confident on the will. I think I'm going to say something unpopular here. I mean, I think Bianca should win. I think Becky Lynch is winning this match. I think Becky Lynch is doing some of the best work of her entire career, which is saying something, uh, considering what she's done. I, I, I think she's winning. I, I don't know how. I think there might be some something going on, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a weird feeling about this one. I think Bianca should win. I think she should have a long run. But also there's something to be said about uh, shaking things up a little bit. I think Bianca, or I, sorry, I think Becky wins. Uh, Bianca should win. I think Becky will. Oh, uh, I, I, no, no, I'm going. I'm going. Bianca should and will win because she should and she will. I'm in a weird spot. We all know the issue is Bianca. And I think the part that we need to say is like it's important when you created the WrestleMania moment that that wasn't the only time you were going to let Bianca beat Becky Lynch. Um, I think the only question is to me, are they trying to paint like a truly great rivalry between these two for the next couple of years in which they're both going to hold the belt at times? There's going to be eight matches between these two over the span of like three to four years, and we're going to talk about it as maybe the greatest women's rivalry of all time. And if that's what they're thinking about, or if that's in the cards, then I wouldn't be as opposed to having Becky win. Um, and just be this something that these two are doing for years to come. And that they at some point the title doesn't matter. It's just the two of them that matter. I, I kind of love that, honestly. Um, because I don't trust that, you know, then I go back to defaulting to obviously the shoot is Bianca. What they will do, you know, they're awfully comfortable pivoting back to Becky. I mean, they really are awfully comfortable pivoting back to Becky as champion. Um, 
I, Aaron, I know you don't want to do the odds because now you're a, a certified DraftKings man. Um, but uh, it, they're not even up. They're not even up, so I can't tell you. Becky will win, I guess. I'll say Becky will win just because they like to do that a lot. Uh, all right, real quick before we go on to the next match, we do have breaking news from the WWE Twitter account. Seth Rollins injured Riddle with a vicious attack on Raw that resulted in a brachial plexus injury, a stinger. Riddle is medically disqualified until full strength returns due to this injury. Riddle versus Rollins at SummerSlam has been postponed. I mean, but that, I mean, my Ooh. God, that, that could mean anything, though. <laughs> like, I hear voices in my head. Yeah, I mean, it could mean that, or it could also be that Riddle makes a miraculous return. Like, they're not, they're not saying it's, I, whatever. Anyway, I don't know how to respond yes. to that. Yeah. I don't know how to respond do, do, to that. By the way, do they do the Rollins thing again where he has to fight somebody that he doesn't know who it is? Because that would be a good ongoing gag that would not. That wouldn't be a bad bit. Oh, and that's and that's where Johnny Gargano, <laughs> well, that's where Johnny yeah, Gargano, Gargano comes out. Yeah, that's oh, where that there happens. There we go. Could, could be Bray Wyatt. Oh, Co- Co- oh my God. Co- Cody, Cody Rhodes somehow <laughs> miraculously returns and <laughs> he, he comes out the sling. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? It could be Edge. It could be. They it could did be. that last year. So okay. what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hell does that have to do with anything? <laughs> that guy's not there anymore. The guy who does that, right. he's not there right now. Um, next, the uh, other, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Brandon, you're first. Oh, of course. Listen, I'm gonna choose not to be, not to be. Uh, what's the word? Pessimistic. Correct. Liv Morgan should win this match. And I'm going to say that they let her. And I'm going to say that this is the catalyst for a monster heel run by Ronda Rousey. But I think that that works better if she doesn't win the match and goes crazy after versus winning the match in a vicious way. I know you can do it both ways. I think it works much better if you have her just kill her after the match versus... Because they're not playing into that yet. And I think that something has to happen. Maybe Liv catches her in a roll-up or some kind of, you know, she's not going to hit her with her finisher and pin her. That's not happening. I I, I, I will tell you that. That's not going to happen. But I think if there's some kind of Ronda was too nice kind of way that she can lose, and that makes her flip out like Charlotte did in the Survivor Series match against Ronda Rousey, think you get something like that. So I'm going to say should and will live Morgan. Uh, I'm going to say honestly should Ronda Rousey because and I've always always loved Morgan. I mean, be the first to say that, but like the people that should beat Ronda Rousey twice, um, I I would put a grain. This is all make-believe underwear fighting, so (laughs) <laughs> Anybody can get, it. but like I, I would save that moment for like a Bianca Belair personally. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think that you can take the belt off of Liv right now, especially after you know, unless you're turning her heel, like unless you're doing the the thing, the exact thing that Brandon just said, except for Liv Morgan instead of Ronda Rousey. Um, I don't think you can take. The belt offer, so I'm gonna say will Liv Morgan. Wow, wow. Um, I think we're all overthinking this. Should Liv Morgan will Ronda Rousey, and I don't think it's all that difficult. One of them is Ronda Rousey. The other one was somebody that 
while I I love Liv and I think that she should get a run, I think we all recognize that it was they wanted a moment. That's what they wanted for Liv Morgan, and they got their moment. And so I don't think they feel the need for there to be another moment, whereas the other person is Ronda Rousey. And it's not what I want, but I think it's what's going to happen. The only thing, like, there, you know, there were reports from house shows that just how over Liv Morgan has been. We've seen it on TV. We've seen it in the arenas just how over Liv Morgan has been. I wonder, so I, re- me personally, I want to see how far they can take this with Liv Morgan. And there's a part of me that wonders, especially with the changing of the guard here, because look, if, if this was a week ago, I would absolutely agree with you. I do wonder if there are people who are hearing these house show responses and saying the same thing. What can we get out of Liv Morgan here? Can we turn Liv Morgan into one of those top tier stars if we give her a, a uh, little bit of a run here? So absolutely should be Liv Morgan, but I'm I'm pessimistic and will be Ronda Rousey. All right. And finally, main event, undisputed heavyweight championship, a match we've been waiting for for a very long time. <laughs> Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, AJ, you're first. Oh, last man standing match. I guess I should have said that. Oh, and and also, what do you think happens as far as theories involvement? Well, do you want to run through the since that actually gums gets into the the pool stuff? Oh, for Christ do you want to make that part of it? All right, we got to do it quickly though, because I got to yep. go. Yeah, very very quickly. So there's nine questions. Jesus. The, we, or we can we can save it. We can save it. The too. hell! There's nine right. questions. Maybe yes. you maybe you prep me for that a little bit earlier. <laughs> God. Yes, I'd like to save that as possible. Let's just okay, pick let's the match that. right let's now. Let's All right, AJ. Is Roman Reigns in the match? Uh, he is. Uh, as long as Roman is in the match, I think that Roman Reigns is going to win. I don't think that you do. All the things that they've done to protect Roman Reigns, which they rightfully should because he's the best there is in the business currently. And um, I don't think that you do all that for him to lose it to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I think you're saving it for a big moment at Mania. Two years, Roman Reigns was going to hold the belt for two years and two babies, and you laughed at me. You laughed at me, and how smart do I look now? Well, I still don't think he's getting there. I still don't think he's going to make it to WrestleMania. I don't, I, I, God, you might be right, though. Let's make that abundantly clear. <laughs> you might very well be right. Um, and will Roman Reigns. Look, shouldn't will Roman Reigns is, to me, the obvious part. The, you know, the other parts are exactly how. How do you do this again with Brock Lesnar and continue to have him be strong? Um, what might the Usos' involvement be after they potentially lose their belts, and how does that sow the seed for what a lot of us think might be the ultimate dropping of the belt from Roman Reigns and who's going to conquer him? Um, and then the theory question. Aaron says we're going to get to all those things, so we'll, we'll, we'll save that and we'll get to all of those things. But for now, yes, should and will Roman Reigns. Should and will Roman Reigns... Uh... You know, I still say that the briefcase is the cleanest way to separate the titles, which is absolutely like you can't go into fall with one title. Um, so that that question will answer here in a second here. But the should and will for the match, the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar question is Roman Reigns. Brandon. Did Brandon die? Roman, 
<laughs> no, that period of my life is over. God. Thank God. I was, um, was very nervous that it all come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the should in this circumstance is Roman Reigns, but obviously the should is Roman Reigns needs to get rid of these belts as soon as effing possible. Hey, um, let's also be clear. In kayfabe, the should is actually Brock Lesnar. Correct. Yeah, yeah somebody well, sure, right. Yes. Yes, yes cuz he's lost so much. Yes. Right. Yes. He's not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. And by the way, as I say that, I think it's a non-zero chance. That's oh, all. Absolutely I'm, a non-zero. I think it's a non-zero chance. Is but, there any way they do the double count out thing that I was talking about with theory or just in general and well, just in a draw? What if they not, again, not without was, theory, not without theory, but right. And, and like it would involve theory coming out and just standing there. Yes. And then there's some, some kind of uh, math you have to do to say, Hey, this was only for one of the belts. Yes. You don't get to keep both of the belts. That's I, I still think something like that could be in play. I don't think they should do that, but it also depends on when this match happens because I don't think you can go off the air that way. I mean, if you're doing so a if, title if, change, if Fury event, walks away from the with the title, you can yeah, put it on it. You end. have to. Why, have why it are you guys so sure that the titles have to come off Roman Reigns? Because he's this not on TV disaster. anymore. <laughs> because he's not he's he's not it's even, even worse. It. It's even worse. Right. If you lose. Oh wait, what do you mean? Like like in general? Because yeah, he's right. not on TV. So, oh, so when the white guy Brock Lesnar does it, it's okay. No, 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 you're not, you're not, you're not even trying that. You know damn well how we felt about that. (laughs) Yeah, you know damn well. You know damn well. He also had one, not two. Well, and, and he's, he was actually on TV more often than Roman Reigns has been on TV. (laughs) That's true. That is true. This is insane. Dude, imagine. So wait, wait, we have to say this real quick. So I, I, I gotta go. imagine a time, first of all, when we complained about John Cena having the belt, but wrestling every week on, oh my on God. the show oh and wrestling God. on every single pay-per-view. And we hate it. We are it, so stupid. Right? We are so stupid. We are well, hold on. so stupid. So then, so then Brock Lesnar held one of the belts. Hold on, hold on, had... hold on. Before you continue, before you continue, Brandon. We? Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair. We Fair. as a wrestling fan community hate Fair. it. We? I didn't hate it. Yeah. Everyone hated it. Yeah, who's this we? Because was right around the same time where uh, post, apparently we hated Roman Reigns, and I don't remember when we hated Roman Reigns. <laughs> well, wait. well, then, so wait. Then, then Brock Lesnar held one of two championships. You had one championship be defended every pay-per-view, and, mo- and the champion was on TV all the time, and Brock Lesnar was on TV at least one or two times a month, and we hated it. Yeah. Well... And now we have a guy we... who has both belts, <laughs> who's never on TV, <laughs> and doesn't wrestle on any of the pay-per-views. Yeah, it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's rough. All right, all right. We, we're going to pause. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, AJ, why don't you get your plugs in? Because I know you got a huge show coming up. Yeah, um, this weekend I will be in the beautiful island of Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, hang on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on a second. It's time for AJ's life <laughs> is different than yours. And now to tell us how his life is different than yours, here's AJ. Uh, this weekend I will be in the beautiful island of Trinidad and Tobago as I face Trinidad. It's a cool, it's a cool thing because uh, ACW All Caribbean Wrestling 
um, is debuting in uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Nice, dope. Uh, but they're going to be doing shows all over the Caribbean. And, um, you know, I am in the main event of the first show against a guy named Trini Dan, who you may remember because he was actually who one of the guys that I squashed in my SmackDown debut. Oh, so, uh, you know, now he gets a chance at his comeuppance. Long term storytelling, baby. Long term storytelling. Long term booking. And um, it's funny because, like, he uh, obviously is the hometown boy. So, like, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Hit Row was and Hit Makers are still super over everywhere we go. Yeah, that's weird. It's almost like you guys are really good. So uh, I don't ever get to be a heel. I'd never get to be a heel. And, you know, while selling merch is great, and I like putting smiles on kids' faces as much as the next guy, um, 6'5", 365 really leads itself to being a heel. It does help. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited for this opportunity that I've been able to not only uh, be a heel for this match on this weekend in the Caribbean, but to cut heel promos like heel promos are my specialty i haven't had been able to cut a heel promo like in a year like literally years now it's going on so it's like i am so excited to be able to work heel that it's not even funny um hold on sorry this sunday uh this sunday while uh, everybody else is recovering from SummerSlam. I will be uh, in the beautiful island of Trinidad and Tobago facing Trinidad. So uh, make sure you follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. And, you know, uh, I am very much looking forward to becoming Frankie Dos Bays. I love that. Dos Bays. Are you going to say, who's your Trinidaddy? (laughs) No, Mm. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) That line was so bad, it almost caught Mm. your ear. Um, All right, so here's the deal. I'm going to let AJ sign off in a second, but just so you guys know, we are going to post picks today. The rest of the show will be coming later in the week. We're going to talk more about Aaron's company stuff that he wants to do now, uh, see if we can split test 13 ways. Um, so that's that will be coming later in the week. But if you're listening on Don't Wednesday, you're not slick, cut me out of the cut. Yeah, right. Uh, if you're listening on Wednesday or Thursday, this is where the show is going to end. You can come back on Friday and there will be the rest of the show. So that's the way it's going to go. So we will continue with jobbing out. But there he goes. He has been the main event. Vent, 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 vent. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's plow forward. Uh, AJ is gone. Aaron has gone. Uh, amaz- amazingly, wherever he was, he's now in a car in the span of just seconds. It's just incredible how that happens. Right? It's nuts. So I sound dramatically better all of a sudden. Yeah. Is, is there anything else we need to say? I feel like we covered enough of the Vince McMahon stuff that we don't need to do that much more of it. Is there anything else that anybody wanted to say about Vince McMahon? No, I think Vince McMahon directly, no. I, I think that we can... One thing, like, the kind of the contention there was was how people are going to be used going forward. Like, I don't think we're going to see much change at the very top, but I do think that, you know, it's funny for the past few weeks we've been talking about how Tommaso Ciampa and his thing with The Miz, and we're like, well, he's on TV, this is probably the best we can expect out of this creative team. 
that's a guy I could see, you know, very different creative plans going forward. Sure. But yeah, but I, I don't think, again, like, like I said before, I don't think especially imminently we're going to see massive creative changes, but something like that, like all of a sudden Champa's in the upper, in the mid card, the upper mid card instead of whatever he's doing now. I, I could see that changing. Well, dude, I, I think that's fair. I think what, like, Will will someone who's not on TV already suddenly become a star? Like probably not. But the people that are on TV already might be shuffled in a better position in the deck, just because maybe they'll be more focused on the entire show and not just a segment of the show. Be nice. That'd be nice. I I don't know. We uh, we'll see. I'm not gonna uh, guess and speculate too much about it. I think we covered what we needed to cover. I you know. I understand why somebody would say that uh, they would seem like there'd be more of a place for Johnny Gargano in the WWE than there would have been, and you know, I hope that's the case. You mentioned Champa, yeah, absolutely. That that would seem to be a thing. What about Bray Wyatt? I mean, I don't know what would be different that would make it work with Bray Wyatt now. There was something about Bray Wyatt's look that would have been problematic for WWE. The worry was that the or the the story was the Bray Wyatt problem was more how he kind of acted and one the control he wanted of certain things and I, a lot of people have pointed out to me that we should we might read something into the fact that Bray Wyatt hasn't landed anywhere in professional wrestling right doesn't guarantee I, anything I, I, yeah I, I think the other thing is we everyone needs to remember and some people are overlooking Nick Khan is still co-CEO and yep. many of these cuts many of these decisions were made because of Nick Khan, and the stock but, went up because of Nick Khan. But, 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 did Nick Khan say, hit this number, and other people were the ones that made those decisions based on that number? Or is he so involved that he's saying, this guy, that guy? I mean, I have no idea. Because if he says hit a number, then hit him being there is irrelevant. Right. All right. Well, Aaron might have made it about as far as we're going to make it with him, unfortunately. Aaron, you there? Okay, pal. Best of luck. We'll we'll, we'll soldier on without Aaron, as uh, he's yeah. What you there? All right, all right, pal. We got we we tried. We did our damnedest. We we tried to make it work. It just it wasn't meant to be, and that uh, that goes that way sometimes. So, I'm going to go ahead and remove him from the call. There he is. Goodbye. Love Aaron at the Aoster on Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, Brandon, to your point, I don't know. I don't know how the decisions were made. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm. I think that making assumptions is a mistake. And and yeah, we, assuming anything is a mistake. I don't think. I, honestly, it's it's. Um, I'll compare it to like a conversation I had with someone about something completely different. About we don't have to go into what it was, but it was a sports thing that like. No one could tell you what is going to happen. And this person wanted to say, well, this team is going to be bad or this team is going to be good. And I was like, there's no way you can tell me what that what is going to happen. Nobody knows. And I think this this is the same with this. It's like we don't know if what we're being told is even true. We don't know if if it is true, how it's all going to pan out. There's no way to predict it. We can say we hope this or we hope that I have a hope that because we're in unprecedented waters, if we're to believe how this has all played out is absolutely how it will continue to play out, we're in unchartered waters. And because we're in unchartered waters, 
I tend to have a hope for optimism, and that's all I can say. All right. I mean, I, I look. I, I always want to be optimistic, and I I hope that that will that there will be good things that come, things that we would have not gotten um, had Vince McMahon not left. Obviously, the the segment to start the show on Friday was gross, but you know, it was gonna be. And and that is one of the concerns that I have is that there's still going to be more. That, that essentially the, their hope is just that because Vince McMahon is gone, all of this other stuff will go away and that that they'll want to do more for Vince McMahon, whereas we're likely to see some more reports and find out more gross things. And yeah. I, I, I just thought of something. Yeah. Are we getting him in the Hall of Fame this year? Yeah, I mean that would be I I would the, you know that's that's it's so interesting, right? Cuz he didn't he never wanted it. You know, like he never wanted to be in the the Hall of Fame. Um I think that Stephanie will push for it and will try to make it happen and we'll see and I think it also depends on obviously what more we learn. Um I mean, I'm sure here's the thing. Like we we know we've heard enough consistency about the way he wanted to be or didn't want to be on TV or a part of the public facing part of, of the WWE um, to know that they are doing a lot of other things that he probably didn't want them to do. Like there's no way those t-shirts were his idea well, based, based off of what everything. I mean, again, this is a consistent right behind it. This isn't like, Oh no! I know the. While guy's I understand that, I I also wonder if it became a me against the world thing too, right? Like I do wonder if. I mean, before before this, they were doing all those Vince T-shirts. Like that's not the kind of thing he was into, and believe it or not, I I know that we all. Like no, to say, I. Well, I know that. I also I don't know what the timeline runs with, like when this the when the rumblings of this first started. Um, like we know it got okay, loudest. For example, they had Vince T-shirts like uh like. When they were, what was it when they were firing all the people, and then they made that weird T-shirt about him? What was like? Uh, I don't remember. We talked about it. it. Was like, was it him saying like, I don't care about firing people or whatever? And they they came out the T-shirt after they released all those people. There was know, like I a weird. I, thing. I, it was, was a way before. Right, I don't like, remember I know that. What we're thinking about is the things they came out with like a month ago or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't look, man. I don't. I don't know, and I don't remember. I I have no idea. Well, all I know is, if there are about to be worse things that we're learning about Vince McMahon, the answer better be no. There better be somebody who's capable of saying, "Look, we're not going to do this. We're not. Yeah, I mean, it's, continue. it's a weird bit to say. You know, if if I mean. We can all assume. The one thing I think we can all assume is that this was not voluntary. Yes, I think we, I think we all can assume. I that. think that's a safe assumption. And so if you force this guy out because of all this stuff, you cannot keep talking about him on TV. Yep. yep. No doubt. All right. Let's let's just get into the last couple of days and, and just cover AEW and NXT quickly before we wrap up. Um I th- this is the problem, Brandon. I had to watch like four episodes of NXT all consecutively this week in order to get caught up. So trying to remember what happened on what week is going to be difficult for me. Um, I-, I know that it happened beforehand. I don't really understand why they decided that someone who wasn't on NXT at all should be the next number one contender for the NXT title. I like Jordan Devlin or whatever the hell his name is now. JD, JD uh, McDonough. McDonough. I like him. I think he's good. He should do 
literally anything else before he gets to be the the number one contender for the NXT title. I I mean I cannot believe. I mean they had him beat the last number one contender. But so that decent work. But after they put him in a program with they immediately yeah, put him in a, a he came out and attacked him. Correct. They immediately put him in a program with Braun Breaker, so you knew who he was, like, where everything was going when he literally hadn't been on the show. That's insane. I like Jordan Devlin. I think he's good. Have him show up and do a couple of things and then move him into that program. But just immediately putting him in that program when a lot of people don't really know who Jordan Devlin is, it sort of spits at whatever it is that you have been building. And I get it. We'd all say that's not a lot, but... You've been trying, and you've been putting an awful lot of people on TV and doing an awful lot of things. At some point, it would have been nice for you to like maybe consider that one of those people should be the ones that get the benefit, get the rub, who, who whatever. Who would that be, though? I mean, I feel like they ran through all the people that they that they built that way. I think this is like I, – I get why they're doing this. They're doing this because maybe. they need to delay the Apollo Crews thing. and to Delay it till when? To, to when they can build a real program, they have at least the one thing they're doing well is they're making him be a part of the show, and they're not doing the Dolph Ziggler thing, where like, okay, he's here and now he's in the championship picture. I mean, like, and, and in a way, you kind of have to do that with the the. I'd rather them do that with the people that are going to lose than do that with the person who's going to win, and I I think that he's definitely. <laughs> gonna win the title eventually i don't know why else he's there so i think that you know otherwise who is who is it you know like you did cameron grimes you've done uh grayson waller in the past you've done uh i guess tony d'angelo tony d'angelo absolutely would be an answer one thousand percent i mean but there's they've got a thing going on and i feel like that could be your next person you know what i mean i mean it's it's very likely um, I don't know. I think that they, I'll tell you this, they definitely think, or maybe they don't and they're just hoping, but they book this show. I'll say this. They book this show. Like they think we, everyone who watches NXT 2.0 watches NXT UK. And well, they, they know that's not true though. <laughs> like they right. know that they have to know, but they book the show. Like they, like they think that because they, they reveal people like, you know, when they revealed pretty deadly, like they were someone that we should care about that, that you don't do that unless you think, but, and, and this JD, McDo- like they're assuming we know he's a big deal. I mean, they changed his name and they did a couple of vignettes, but they're, they're not doing that because they don't think we've ever seen this guy before. They're banking on us remembering him. Well, and Jordan Devlin, to be fair, did right. more with he all. He was on regular, right. Right. Exactly. Like they did, they were doing more, but again, you still shouldn't have someone you're essentially saying our championship means so little that someone can just show up and somehow be immediately into the championship picture. It devalues your own championship to keep doing this. Um, that we have so it devalues the championship. It devalues your roster. It devalues all of those things. I mean, I mean, to to be fair, he's. I mean, again, I you've watched the, all these back to back. I mean, he's been there for a month. Now, right, but they immediately the, the first time he showed up, he was automatically in a program with Braun Breaker. He, well, he attacked the guy. That's mean, the yeah. point. They immediately put him into a program with Braun Breaker. Immediately, 
There was no appearance. There was no, oh my God, Jordan Devlin's back. Or wow, you know, like let him beat. Immediately, the moment he showed up, everybody that was there was irrelevant. And he was not the level of star. There are ways that you can well, do that's this. That's the biggest part of this is that if that was Pete Dunn when Pete, Dunn, you know, when he was back and forth, no one would have said anything. Correct. Right? Like we wouldn't be talking about this. This was someone that not everyone knows that isn't a major star that for the majority of the average viewers of NXT is just another guy. And you're immediately putting him into a program for the championship. Immediately. That, that, look, man, there are far bigger problems. You know, I'm not trying to be... Yeah. It's just dumb. There's no way of getting around it. It's dumb. Um, the the guy didn't. It speaks to the bigger problem, which is that there th- there's no picture, there's no there's no main event picture in NXT, mm-hmm. and there hasn't been for a while. I mean, like they hot shot the Cameron Grimes thing, and because he was there for so long, and because we all like him, we gave him a pass, and it was a good match and whatever. But that was stupid too. I agree. If we're being honest, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I at mean, all. I mean, like we. I think we were all fine with it because we knew it would be good and we knew it was going to happen and whatever. And he earned that spot because he's been there for, for a long time. But at the end of the day, I mean, there was, he just came out and said he wanted a match. I mean, that was the whole thing. And there was no, I mean, and, and if you really think about it, like that nobody is in a position with Braun. I mean, that's why they had, he almost had to do that Dolph Ziggler stuff because that was there wasn't. I, I mean, I I guess I could have to fast forward to that time and try to remember. I feel like we thought there was a natural yeah, um, I, I match. Know. I, I can't. I can't remember either. Like can't, that's the nature. I, I feel like we did think though that that he stepped on somebody uh, that was that was quote unquote ready or and they kind of hot shotted whatever. It was oh, it was, it was Gunther. He stepped on Gunther. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's and right. they just blew that off on a random NXT to get it out of the way and then moved Gunther to the main roster. But uh, I don't feel like there is a Gunther right now. Like, at the time, I, they I, had built that. I think right. I think that they were building Solo Sokoa the right way. And uh, now they need him for something else, probably. Yep. Like, I think there were a lot of things they were doing, and they just sort of said, eh, we'll do this instead. And... Uh, you know, whatever, whatever, okay. whatever. I'm not. It's not worth spending that much more. What time did you think on. about the Cora Jade thing? Um, the, I think I so especially after you and I talked last week, I expected it to be worse than it was. So you might have helped because you were so down on it. Like when Brandon and I went to a concert uh, this past week, we went to see the Third Eye Blinds and yes. um and acted like idiots. And Brandon was like, "Dude, it's bad." And I'm like, "Okay, all right, right, you know, whatever." And then I watched it and I was like, "I don't know. I actually." Think there might be more there with this than there was the okay, other way. That's okay. That there's that's one thing. That's probably true, by the way. Uh, but I they did this so quickly. Like they only gave. Yeah, I mean uh, the thing with the belts is stupid. Like there's right, a lot right, there right. that you're like, what, what, what in the hell? Like what is right, that? Right. And now I realize, because I remember, I, I think I told you guys that when I took my headset off, I heard like a little bit of what you guys were talking about last week. And now I understand yeah. that like one of you was convinced. It was Aaron that was convinced. This Aaron means they were getting they were getting rid of the, were getting I, rid I said, of the tag belts altogether. I'm not so convinced they are. <laughs> and obviously they're not, but it makes it so much weirder. Like this was all right. so unnecessary. And then they did this awkward segment 
where um, Roxanne Perez is like voluntarily giving up the tag belts that now like at no point did they say like, hey, did you want to try to find another partner to compete to get the belts back? Like they're just making this poor girl give up everything. Like, yes, you lost. You got screwed. You lost your chance. And now you have to give up this belt, too. And what you get out of it is nothing. But smile and hug a Lundra Blaze for whatever reason and act like you're excited about it. It was so bad. Like, wow. I How awesome is it? I'm, I'm saying awesome just because it's so ridiculously. So It's just so ridiculous. How ridiculous is it that they want to take advantage of the, um, you know, of her being the one who that, threw, threw the, the women's the chair. Yeah. I they still you. want to call her the WWE name. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Well, that character isn't the one who did that. Nope. It was Medusa. Good point. Um, <laughs> Whatever, whatever. It's just, it's just silly. It's like a silly, um, thing that 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 they 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 insist, you know, that Razor Ramon was a Hall of Fame. And again, yep. I know he was. He was my favorite guy on the show. But let's be honest about why that guy is in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I mean, overall, right. Um. Anyway, what? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um. And then AW this week, I. I thought it was first of all Hook they Hook winning the belt which we had talked about as being something that was coming was was an oddly fun moment except for the part that we you know kind of where they made it seem like the belt is a thing and that can be corrected because it can just go back to not like it can be hey look we wanted the moment we got the moment now we'll go back to remembering that this isn't really a thing next week they can fix that but for as nothing as it is, and again, the belt is nothing. It's not re- even in a world where nothing is real. Somehow, it's not real. Like it's not even as real as all of the other things that also aren't real. But it worked. Like it's so strange. It worked to create kind of a neat little moment there. Yeah, and we talked about last week that um, <clears throat> Ricky Starks like that hit that. Uh, sort of hit that place where we forgot that he wasn't this before <laughs> somehow like i think we like we kept saying what it, you know when's he gonna find it when's he gonna find it oh when didn't he not when did he not have it <laughs> he like hit that that mode and i think this was the smart move you have to turn him at the point where uh where it will be most beneficial for the show and for him uh, moving forward. Um, and then at the same time, you make Hook feel more important, too. Yeah, so, I'm not. I, I think it was. To, a mo- to I don't. Me, this is all about Ricky. I, yeah, but, I think it's more about Ricky. Um, or it should be. It should be. I don't. I kind of want him to do it. I, I, I'm being completely honest. I kind of just want him to move on from Will Hobbs and not do a program with him. I, I don't have a ton of interest in that because Will Hobbs just hasn't been relevant. Um, I think it's okay as long as he just beats him. Uh, like, I, I do think he needs to win matches. Like, he needs to that's win matches. That's fine, but I would say that should be next week. Like, I, I just, I think that he needs to get away from it in order to, to do something bigger. He can't keep doing this for a little while. I, I don't think it should be through, I don't think this should be a pay-per-view thing, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't think this should oh, go through later. No, no, day. no. It just happened next week yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I think about it. That's fine. Um, 
but yeah, it was a neat little moment. The, I, it was awkward, and I, I guess I appreciate them alluding to it within the way that they had Chris Jericho and John Moxley talking that like they acknowledged the un- awkwardness of it being an interim championship, but <laughs> it still goes back to the awkwardness of there being an interim championship. Like that's the part that you can't get around. I, I, I guess it's better that they are at least admitting to it and kind of talking about it, but it would be better if it wasn't an interim championship and they told CM Punk he had to drop the belt because that's the way this is supposed to go in these situations. Like, it is it is weird the do you call John Moxley a two-time champion or not. Like, that's, that is weird. You kind of can't get around that. It's weird, and I mean... The other thing that's weird, I mean, listen, like the second that you decide not to take the belt off of Punk, now you're stuck. Because if you do it now, now it's it's even weirder mm-hmm. than than what you did before because you've already done this interim thing. The other thing that's a little bizarre, and I think Moxley is one of the, I'm, I'm, I think there's a handful of guys, but Moxley's one of them that has the kind of deal that allows this to happen. You've got Moxley on like three second fiddle shows at SummerSlam weekend. That feels a little cheap to have uh, your world champion. Yeah, I don't know. That's like supposed to be what AEW. I'm gonna of- I'm gonna disagree with that. That's kind of what AEW is. You know what I mean? Like that that the the people that. But when has their world champion been piggybacking off of a WWE thing? But you're saying the like, piggybacking. I, of- I feel like he's at two matches or three matches this weekend. Well, you'd have to tell me what the shows are. To, to, like, uh, one is a New Japan show. I mean, it's a new, it's a New Japan show. Like, well, right, but that, but the, I'm just saying, like, when has Jericho done that, or when, or when has? Um, to be fair, I, this is interesting. I I don't know. Aaron would probably have been a bit better place to tell us, like, hey, the, you know, Kenny Omega did this show, this show, this show, right? Like, I, I, I just don't know because I don't pay that much of attention to it, and also it's been unique in which. We haven't had because of the pandemic, maybe right. Haven't we haven't had these bloated um, weekends necessarily. Like Tampa, definitely. I know there were far more in Dallas this year, so I'm guessing there there might have been. But we haven't had these sort of bloated weekends um, as much since AEW arrived because of the pandemic. So we're kind of getting. He's doing a GCW show. Man, that does. Uh, you know, that's. I think that's what people want John Moxley to do specifically too. I think like John Moxley is supposed to be doing those types of shows. This was the reason why he wanted out of WWE so he could do this type of stuff. Well, well, I know, but there's just something that feels cheap about it being there, like him just doing them and I, him doing them and being not the biggest thing in the town that weekend feels a little. I think the part that than. you miss because the is that people just don't care. Well, it's a little this. it's a little bit that but I also think it's unique to um well sure it certainly like I'm looking at the other people on these cards mm-hmm. and no one's even remotely as popular as him from AEW. So what's so give me the the new Japan card. Uh well I'm looking at the game changer one and I've never even heard of like oh, yeah. most of the people on the show. And then uh let's see where's the new Japan one? It's what's that show called again? It's like Music City Meltdown. I, I don't know. I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm sorry. I, uh, I 
Well, while I'm looking. Yeah. The the point, like, I understand the point you're trying to make. I just don't think. I think one, John Moxley specifically is the guy that does all of these things. And no, but he's allowed to. Is my point. Like, I don't know if. I think it's beyond just allowed to. I think there's an expectation that he will he would do these things. Like John Moxley, the persona that he has put out, and the reason why he was supposed to be this guy was because he wanted to go to he wants to go wrestle for a million companies. He okay, wants so F- to FTR is on the show. FTR is there. Yeah. So that's I mean it's past that, that's that's it. What's the rest of the card? Um, it is Kushida versus Alex Shelley, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is FTR and Alex Zane versus TJP and Aussie Open. Okay. Uh, Blake Christian versus Hiro- Hiromo Takahashi. Okay. Fred Rosser yeah. uh, versus Big Damo. Uh, Rocky Romero versus Davey Richards. And, um,. A whole bunch of names I'm not going to try yeah, okay. to pronounce. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, that's fine. Six-man tag match. I mean, like, it's it's just like I, I'm looking at these events, and I don't see a bunch of AEW people necessarily doing a bunch. I don't know. It's weird that he's the champion in doing that. I guess I should I mean, say, I, that's the part that – I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I, I'm not – I digress. I, 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 I understand what you're trying to say. I, I think one and uniquely to Moxley it makes sense too. I don't know that I would even think it was be not make sense if it was Kenny Omega because Kenny, you know, it's the type of like, he's a performer too. Um, and and some of this is built into we want we want you to still be an indie darling. We like that. We like the idea that you're not just a television star. That you're an indie worker, and this is who what what we want, and it's why people wanted to hate Roman Reigns once upon a time right. is because he wasn't that guy. So it does sort of fit with... And these are like pay-per-view events too, right? Um, or fight events, whatever they are. Yeah. You know, like they're, yes. I guess the line is sort of blurred there. Correct, correct. Um, now, to the main event and to Daniel Garcia defeating Brian Danielson, which, like when you say it out loud, sounds gross. When you see it, I'm not going to say it's not gross because I still I I'm just not seeing what somebody else is seeing in Daniel Garcia. Now, I didn't see what anybody saw in Ricky Starks for a long time and I'm finally starting to. It doesn't to me it still doesn't make a lot of things make sense. I, there's so many things that don't make sense about who's ultimately being chosen versus who isn't being chosen. Like you can't tell me why it makes sense for you to go all in on Daniel Garcia and pretend like Miro doesn't exist. Like, you can't make that make sense. I, If you presented me, hey, we have to have Daniel Garcia beat Brian Danielson, you probably did it about the best way that you could. The announcers went out of their way, and Chris Jericho in particular, to talk about how you know Brian Danielson came back too early and he screwed up. They could not have talked about that more during the course of the match, they really oversold the idea that in a normal world, Daniel Garcia couldn't beat Brian Danielson. Then you add on the fact that Jake Hager cheated in order to allow Daniel Garcia to win. In the in the world in which you must have Daniel Garcia beat Brian Danielson, you did it about as well as you could do it in order to lessen how gross it was. But I agree. 
I thought I thought it was really well done. I mean, that's outside of everything else that you just mentioned. Yeah, at the end of the day, you still have to go back to Daniel Garcia is the one that's beating Brian Danielson. Like, why is he being allowed that rub? What what do you who is so obsessed with Daniel Garcia and why do you keep trying to convince me <laughs> that he is so much better than anybody else that's come along? That he's this generation I think he's a good wrestler, but I don't see him being this iconic worker that he's being portrayed to be. He's a good wrestler. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not there yet. I mean, like, it, 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 and I'm sure that a lot of people see a lot of things. I think it's really weird to jump the gun on these guys because I think, like, in the case of, like, if you had done that with, it's almost like, um, it's taking a huge gamble, right? It's almost like before, you know, like in my profession, like before anyone's ever done a show ever, uh, there's a lot of artists that have never done shows before. And you take a shot and you say, oh, I think, and, and like if, if that artist has a smart manager, they go and do 200 cap rooms or 500 or whatever it is, no matter what they think they could do right now, they just do the thing that you do to build it, to build a, a fan base and build a, uh, you know, you build from the ground up. You don't just jump in into the deep end, right? But sometimes there's someone you have to do that with. And I think it's really hard to know the difference sometimes. And, like, maybe these, you know, whoever's making this, the decisions here, if they had done that with Ricky Starks, he probably has the charisma to, like, deal with being yeah. overbooked. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if this guy does. Like, I don't know if Daniel Garcia has the charisma to – to deal with being overbooked. Like it's okay to to overbook someone sometimes and just take a shot. But this feels like inside baseball kind of stuff. Like, Oh, look how good he is to us. Look how good he looks to people who know what to look for as far as the technical stuff. And we all know that's like one of the least important things. I mean, no one wants to admit it, but that's one of the least important things it, about being it, a star. It does stand out. Once, When you are a star, you can stand out by being someone who works well, but you have to be a star first. But um, why does Dolph Ziggler work so well? Like, he's a perfect example of someone. Like, yes, he's very technically sound and he's very good in the ring, but the guy oozes charisma. Correct. And, and that's why he can turn it on and turn, you know, like, I'm not so sure that they know. And, and by the way, these guys are so young in a lot of these cases that they don't even know like what they're doing half the time. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who knows if the guy even like he's not there yet. You know what I mean? Um, but like I said, if they had done this with something now that we're seeing what we're seeing with Ricky Starks, he probably could have faked it a little bit. Like it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't understand forcing this so hard that, like but again if you decided well, you to know, do it what's funny is it, at least it, you didn't just tap him out it, right <laughs> oh god no doubt it <laughs> it feels like and remember when they first started hot shotting him and i was like what in the f is this like what's going on and then we made the argument that like maybe the jericho appreciation society was a good way to like slow it down have maybe make him more relevant and at no point did I feel like he became more relevant as part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. It felt like those guys just blended into the background. They they were there, but nothing that they were doing stood out in any way. And it feels like somebody said, hey, I did what you wanted. I slowed it down. I slowed it down. I put him in that thing. Now we're going right back to it, and, and I don't care about anything else. 
And I just, you know, you, the weird thing is, in a way, it's kind of exposed him. Like, in a way, it's kind of made us realize how unready for, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not talking about wrestling here. Like, for the rest of what is required of of these folks. Like, if anything, it's made him, like you said, it's made him fall back into the background of, like, he can't stand out among these guys. Um I mean, like, listen, I'm not saying that, like, the, I can never remember what the one guy in 2.0 who won't stop talking's name is. Matt. Um, Matt Menard, is that him? Sure. That, I, don't, I don't remember which Whatever. one is. I'm guy, sorry. Guy, who, guy with bulging eyes yeah. from 2.0. Like, nobody's going to argue that that guy can't talk, right? <laughs> but, like, how, like, he's not anything either. And how can you st- stick a quiet guy next to him? And expect him to do anything. <laughs> I, I don't have that answer. I don't have that answer. I just don't have it. All right. Um, anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, I think, I mean, that's pretty much everything from AEW, right? I'm just trying to think if there's some. I mean, the only other thing you could say in your argument of, of um, the Ricky Starks Daniel Garcia conversation of, yes, we see sort of what people are seeing and with Ricky Starks more so, but there are X, Y, or Z other guys yeah, out that's, there. That's it. That's, I, I like, I absolutely am coming around on Ricky Starks and yes. seeing it and getting it. And I thought the absolute promo was, was actually cool and I loved it, but it was a lot of time that we went in order to get him there. It took a while and in the meantime, it was at the detriment of other people that didn't need more time. And that's my only issue is why? Why? That's all. I'm glad that it's worked out with Ricky Starks. And I do think that AEW desperately needed to develop more homegrown stars. But I, 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 don't get, I don't get why Miro is such an afterthought. I don't get why other people are not elevated and not pushed and why i guess brian cage suffered a tragic death um although i didn't watch the ring of honor pay-per-view to be fair and i i did want to this week i just had too much nxt to watch i'll try to watch the ring of honor pay-per-view i we didn't even talk about claudio castagnoli i think that's kind of a i didn't i actually didn't spend as much time talking about this as i wanted to last week this is teetering dangerously on wwe cw no, um, it's exactly what it is. And and that's bad. That's really bad. The thing where you prop we, we up... We have to separate the fact that we love that performer, right? I love Claudio. Of course I love Claudio. Let's just say that up But it's <laughs> very... nothing to do with that. It's very tongue-in-cheek that they're describing this as significant because he won his first major world championship. Um, <laughs> that's very tongue-in-cheek. And it's not even as tongue-in-cheek as... I, this is going to sound weird. Someone who won a legitimate, like, before the merger Ring of Honor World Championship, I think would have more of a... It would still be tongue-in-cheek, right? Like, it's not a major world championship because those it's not that level of a company. But at least you were the top guy in the company as it existed. Right now, the champion of Ring of Honor isn't the top guy of anything. Um, no, this is... This is um this is WWE ECW. This is Tony Khan with action figures deciding 
I, I mean, I think we talked about it when they made the match. We were like, well, we know what this is because there was no build. There was nothing. It was the most random thing ever. The champion is in a real feud with somebody else. And you just throw this. Guy. And again, there's a million other problems with the fact that they're just. How should I say this? Taking up time on Dynamite to do stuff from a company that for all intents and purposes isn't a thing yet. Again, it basically doesn't well, it's, exist. It's not a thing. It's just right. AEW. That's all it's it just, is. Right. It's just a, it's just this, you know, R O H part of Dynamite or whatever. Right. Which there's a million other problems with doing. And then you just take a guy who was an AEW through and through. I mean, like again, there's the history, but he came out signed to AEW as a AEW performer. And then you hot shot him into the match and win and ha- give him the belt. Like at least what they did with Samoa Joe, and unless I'm missing something, they introduced him into the ROH. Right, like this is what you're here to do. Yeah, you're. Right? you're, you're... Did, they, did they not? And maybe the argument would be had it not been for what's his face, who was it that got hurt that forced Claudio to? Was oh, it um, was it Danielson? It was Danielson. Yeah, that maybe if Danielson doesn't get hurt, then this was always what their plan was for Claudio. Was for him to to come be a centerpiece that's actually of pretty. That's fair. Okay. Maybe, okay. but I don't know that. I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe that's what they would have done. Even then, it it comes off very forced. And given everything else they've done with Ring of Honor, they have not separated the show that Ring of Honor is its own thing. And here's what it is versus saying. Ring of Honor is here to exist for us to have other championships that we can give to our AEW performers because that's all we want to do is give AEW performers other championships from around the world so it makes look look like we're putting all of them over at the same time when in the reality they're just diluting the championships. It's- I, I tell you what they should do, at least for, for now, in my opinion. They should just make... <laughs> I mean, they should just make uh, what's the Friday show called? I can't even. Oh, Rampage. They should just make that Ring of Honor right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really have a problem with that. I, except, that, let, let me let me just be frank. That show sucks. Yeah, it it sucks. That show is not a but, good show. But that's that's what it was gonna be when they're not doing it live. Like when you're, this is what I talk right. about with live versus taped wrestling. When you're not, in order for a show to be really exciting and excellent, it's gotta be live. If it ain't live. If something is relevant enough for us to care, we already know what happened. Like, I'm telling you, there was a show, and, and again, uh, because there's all these missing weeks of us not doing this regularly the way we normally do, I can't remember which week it was, but I want to say there was a show three weeks ago or two weeks ago where there was a women's main event that was rough. And the crowd, it was like, it was like when WWE used to try to tape the Cruiserweight show after SmackDown at like, 11 o'clock at yeah, night was yeah. the main event or whatever and no one wanted to be there because it wasn't something that was properly built with right. like relevant talent whatever there was some match I, was it like um i and i i hate it because i feel like tony storm was one of the people but i can't remember what the match was it was rough and i say all this to say why have this disjoint if you're if you have to do this stuff like if you've decided you have to allot X hours of TV time to all this Ring of Honor, whatever it is right now. Why not just make a Ring of Honor show and you've already injected enough people? Like, to me, like, I've watched enough episodes of uh, Rampage to know that, like, Claudio is, like, just as significant as 
probably some of the more except for the weeks when CM Punk is on or whatever. You know what I mean? But like on the weeks where it's like a six man tag in the main event, if you have him in there, you have Samoa Joe, you have, you know, all these other guys. Uh, and again, we don't know who is even in the company. Even if you want to throw a match in there, that's like, oh, these guys, you know, from AEW are going for the tag belts or whatever. I mean, I guess FTR is technically all of the tag champions, so right. they would be on there too. I mean, that's enough people to carry a show. I, I, I maybe not every week, maybe not, but th- they have to be thinking about this because that show is not good, and you're taking up all this time on Dynamite, and you've got a million other people that don't make it. Miro so, isn't on TV. Right. So I think their argument would be that they want it they want to have the option of it being good for those weeks where they have events going on. They want to have the option for, you know, all out weekend, we want to be able to do a rampage and have it be a real show and have it be live. And there are some cities where they have such high expectations for they want to do two different shows they can sell tickets for. Like I That's true. Um and I, I guess the response back would be like couldn't you do a house show that also happens to have a Ring of Honor show at the end? I, I don't know. I, they're just not doing enough. At, at some point, Ring of Honor has to separate in the way that NXT had to be separated from WWE. There has to be a separation between what Ring of Honor is. And you don't have to call it a developmental uh, show. Just It's got to not just be, here's something else for AEW performers to do so they can all win everybody else's belts and everybody on AEW can have some sort of belt. Because that's what it feels like. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. All right, uh, 20 seconds. Uh, who's Seth facing at SummerSlam? Uh, 20 seconds. God. 20 like seconds. It's a bigger conversation. Okay, nope. fine. Nope. Um, It's either... Okay, here's... Here, I'll give two. I'll give you two. Here's who I really think it is, and then here's my sleeper, like, dream opponent person. I think it's Randy Orton. Okay. And then my sleeper dream that doesn't involve them signing someone, because I'm not going to go there. I'd rather just let that be a surprise or whatever. Triple H. Hmm. There was a weird comment he made about being cleared now, even though they did all that retirement thing. And he said he's fine with not wrestling anymore. But he did say the health issue is not there anymore. Okay. So I don't. Okay. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I again. I don't think that's happening. Not but knowing anything. You, you want to hear a pop? Do that. <laughs> yeah, that would be a pop. Um, storyline, of course, Orton would make the most sense. Obviously, that would be the thing that would make the most sense from a storyline capacity. There's so many people that aren't on this show that I just, I, I don't. Kevin Owens. I don't get it. Why, I mean, like, why you couldn't just try? You could try out Drew McIntyre on Saturday night after he wins on Friday. You know, like. I still think that they're they're going to pretend that match is happening tonight. I think that's and a, it really isn't. I think it's a rough thing to do, man. I think it's a rough. I mean, they've already done it three times. I, while I understand that, at the same point, like, why why would that be a match that you don't announce for SummerSlam until ten hours beforehand? Well, first of all, how are you doing a SummerSlam without Drew McIntyre on it? That's we haven't talked enough about this. I know we, we don't have time to, yep. but like. It's insane that you don't have Drew McIntyre. Cody Rhodes is injured, whatever. Yep. I mean, that sucks. By the way, he totally could come out and do something, whatever. Not fight. But, no, we, you know we talked mean. about that, yes. And I but, expect But, like, to. Kevin Owens is not on the show. Sami Zayn is not on the show. Drew McIntyre is not on the show. And that's the one where, like, like I the other two guys listen. We Everybody who who's ever listened to us knows how we feel about those two people. 
I don't think they have to. Kevin Owens probably has to be on every pay per view. Sami Zayn, the way the kind of we know where he's going to play a role. Drew McIntyre should be on every pay per view. <laughs> like that's almost as bad as like Batista not being on a pay per view or John Cena not being on like back in the day. You know what I mean? Like Drew McIntyre is your guy, and you have to have him on the show. I totally don't get it, and 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 that's why I keep. I have to think there's some weird ending to the match tonight that just pushes this to SummerSlam. So while I By the way, both of those guys live in Nashville also. Right. So while I hear you, the argument that I would make is that that they they want to make these like pay-per-view weekends a thing and the show in Nashville? It's Isn't not. It in it's in Atlanta. Yeah, it's in yeah. Atlanta tonight. But it's it's about driving up the interest in the weekend, right? Like like that, the people at home driving correct, those people. Correct. That we we want you for the weekend. We want you for tonight, and we want you to stick around all weekend long. And so we've got to have something big that you can only get tonight. You can't get tomorrow. You can't only tune in for SummerSlam. you got to tune in for this thing, too. So that's the best I, like concept that I can get out of it. But at that point, I would say once you've gotten that, hey, you can only get Drew McIntyre for tuning in tonight, then you can turn around and have him wrestle again tomorrow. You know, like he could suddenly, for whatever stupid reason, be Seth Rollins' opponent. Um, it Is Big E anywhere near? Uh, he's, no, and and okay. he, I mean, again, I'm basing on what he said. He said that he his intention is to get his next opinion around WrestleMania time next year. Oh wow! Yeah. He did a bunch of media this week in Nashville. He did a ton of interviews down there. Uh, oh, we didn't even get to talk about Dwight Howard trying out for WWE, which is just... It, something about that is very weird, because like Dwight Howard is legitimately an NBA Hall of Famer. Like, he's... like th- This is the part, like... The, Dwight Howard is a star. Like, a, not, not a guy that was good. Dwight Howard is relevant. Like, he has serious mainstream relevance. And in the sports world, is far more relevant than Brock Lesnar was. So it is a bit odd that he would be at a tryout, almost to the point where it makes you think, like, it's all kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, hey, Dwight Howard isn't really going to be in WWE. We just wanted to get some attention media-wise But wasn't he not there? Like, I the way I read that was, like, he was, like, invited by them as a guest to, like, like it didn't sound like he was like he showed up with the other no but it sounded Joe. it sounded like they were talking about him legitimately wanting to be a professional oh, wrestler oh they were talking about that but when they and, say show up at a tryout he showed up in the same way that like Drew McIntyre showed up you know what I, I mean while i hear you i that to me the bigger there's more value if at some point he's going to be in WWE there's more value of him showing up for something real like well, Holy! WrestleMania's in L.A. I understand that, but now we know that Dwight Howard has had you know dalliances yeah. with WWE. If Dwight Howard was suddenly in L.A. ready to get in the ring and re- it'd be holy crap! Like, oh yeah. And by the way, that's definitely possible. Well, it's possible, but it takes some of the sting out of. We now know Dwight Howard wants to be a wrestler. And by the way, actually, his promo was quite good. But does, but does it take the sting out if they teased that there? And then he's in the audience, and Sami Zayn throws, you know, cola on him or something. Like he could enter, like he could be part of the show. 
Yeah, now. but not. And that's how you get him into the storyline that I think plays out at Mania or whatever. I think if Dwight Howard is going to be is going to wrestle a match, if he's going to be a wrestler, he should have been treated like Brock Lesnar was treated. Like that's how big of a star Dwight Howard is. Dwight Howard Maybe isn't it's just because of how old he is. Well, there's not a he can't have a ten year run. Like there's he's no gonna, he's going to be like if Shaq came in or whatever. You know, like he's gonna not come quite in that. Do, he's still. You think he would actually be on the show? I the way they're talking about it is that's what he wants. Like they're talking about it like if that would be his career. If Dwight Howard's done in the NBA, like he wants to keep playing in the NBA, but if nobody wants him, he wants to be a pro wrestler. Now, wow. and he's, I guess he's only 36. That's not that old. Right. But I mean it's still like I I don't think that he's going to be a full-timer for a long time. I'm just saying I think Dwight Howard is a bigger star than other people are. And I get it. Like, I don't know if he can wrestle or not. I have no idea. He did, as I mentioned, cut a really good promo. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he can actually wrestle or not. But if he's going to be one, I think he deserves to be respected and treated like an, a- an actual superstar in culture, which is what Dwight Howard is. Like, he's legitimately a Hall of Fame basketball player. Like, the, it's nuts. It's nuts. Well, don't Dwight... you think that's just a tease, though? Like it, when he, if he comes into the fold, he will be treated like that. I think this is a tease. I I think so too. But I would say if there is legitimacy to it, you don't do this. If there is legitimacy to it, you keep it kind of secretive. There was no nobody was teasing Kane Velasquez, and I get it. Kane Velasquez sucked, but Kane Velasquez isn't even as relevant as Dwight Howard is. Like. Then, then you have something big, you keep it in the... So all of a sudden, there's a real holy crap moment instead of a rash Marchese tweeting about a tryout. Like, there's a real stunning... Wait a I second. They had Sports Illustrated article. What? I thought. I thought there was a Sports Illustrated article about this. For who? About Dwight Howard. Yeah, yesterday. Like, that's it. They didn't do it. There was no big push. There was no big moment. It was, oh, well, Dwight Howard's at a WWE tryout, and then as soon as there were tweets about it, a bunch of people wrote about that. Like, that's all anybody wrote about was the tweets that Arash Marchese was sending. Oh, out. okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, it comes off to me like this is what you do when you know he's not really doing this. You do it like this because, hey, you can get a little people talking about WWE this week. Yeah. And we're not spoiling anything because Dwight Howard's not really going to be a wrestler. He's just here because... Or, he, or here's the tease, he's here, then he's in the front row during SummerSlam, and that's one of the... Because that's... You know they like to do that kind of thing, and they do some kind of thing where Sami Zayn says, you're going to try out to be a wrestler, you can't... You know, I mean, that they definitely can... I think he'll be in... been the beginning of the story but if I, there is I, something. If he's really still trying to get into basketball, then there's not going to be a prolonged story, right? Like... If he's really still looking for another NBA job, then he's going to go focus on that after this. Like, this is a fun weekend for him, and then he's going to get back to worrying about basketball until he knows for sure that there's not another job coming. Um, it could be like the um, – the uh, what's who's the Olympic wrestler who's actually signed to WWE? Gable. Stevenson? Um, yeah. It could be like that thing where, like – you know, we thought he was jumping into a storyline with who, you know, and then it was just, that was just for but WrestleMania. Gable Stevenson isn't Dwight Howard. I know, but he still had to go wrestle after that. I mean, like, it wasn't like 
he just went back to so like if Dwight Howard did something and alluded to involvement, he could go back to playing basketball and then eventually reconnect. I mean, it, I, I'm not saying they could do all of those things. I just think it would be a poor way to do it. You didn't need Dwight Howard to be at this WWE tryout yesterday. That was not necessary. If unless unless he legitimately did just show up, which. I, but the fact that Arash Marchese had so many tweets ready and all that sort of stuff makes me say that ain't that. There's no way. There's just no way but, that's but, the case. But what do you mean tweets ready? I mean he, they were all a, they were all there. It was open to the. There public. was a lot of content. Like first of all, why is a reporter there to cover a random WWE tryout, which was one day out of three? Apparently, it was a three day tryout. They're probably there all three days. I guarantee there's no chance that Arash Marchese's been at the tryout for three days. Okay. I mean, I'll double check right now. It comes off very much like we're trying to get a little bit of attention for us this weekend. Hey, guys, weekend. Dwight Howard's going to be here. Show right, up. correct. Now, Arash Marchese also, I think, has a professional relationship with WWE because he did some interviews for NXT. Um, right. Yeah, he alleged that Dwight Howard was a surprise participant at the WWE tryout. Right. <laughs> surprise to the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> All right, all right. Um, plug some, uh, Aaron's at the Aoster and VSIN and all that nonsense. Get your plugs in. Hey, you know what I just realized? Because Aaron wasn't here, we didn't have to do all that, um, all that stuff. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> we win. Oh, oh, that might not go well. <laughs> he definitely, like, pro- there's no chance he didn't promise DraftKings that he was going to be doing should, that stuff on the show. Maybe we should call him to see if we can cut it in real quick. See how he sounds. I don't know. Uh, I I, I don't want the show to go for six hours either. I know, but <sighs> damn it, I I I don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this. I really don't. And I have it to was poop. nine. It was nine things too. Got nine things. We could just do them. We could probably look them up, right? I guess if you can tell him to send them to us. I don't. Yeah, he didn't answer when I called. It's a hell of a way. Here, do your plugs while I figure out. Uh, plug something. Okay. So, uh, we just announced the Rex are coming to uh, Ramps of Life. They have opened for people. I can't remember who they opened for, actually. Now that I think about it, but I think all time low, maybe. But this is the first time we've had them as a headliner. Um, that is Saturday, October 29th. And we also just announced uh, the return of one of my favorite bands, uh, Silver Sun Pickups who play on Tuesday, November 8th. All tickets are on sale for both of those. Go to ramsheadlive.com or at ramsheadlive on Twitter and at ramsheadlive on Instagram. And as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. So I'd like to do this, but you have to log in to your DraftKings account. I think know. I have one. Do I you? Think I, I never used it, but I think... Here, All see. right, they have a free twenty-five, free-to-play $25,000 SummerSlam pool. And it's really important. If you can log in, then we will briefly talk about it so that Aaron doesn't get in trouble later but if you can't log in we did our we did our damnedest here's here's the thing I could like make my picks live too okay if you've got an account by all means I do okay, okay. here we go you got it all right I have to agree to something I I'm at yes. I'm at Glenn Clark radio Glenn Clark radio.com and now the most important part of the show <laughs> when <laughs> split and test 13 ways how do I find this? I have it. I have it open. And I see everything. Let's see. NFL. Where's WWE? Mm-hmm. All sports. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. 
This is captivating. <laughs> oh my god! Watch MMA, soccer. Watch, is it like watch Brandon use the internet. God, God damn it! Oh, here Brand- it is. Search. This isn't working. You've got you've got twenty seconds. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I swear, I swear. Did you have a link that you you said you had to sign uh, in? I I did, but it's clear clearly for last year's. Oh, here we, go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Okay. Four hours ago. Clicking yes. through. Clicking yes. through. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. There's two different. Hold, just oh give me a second. God. There's two different DraftKings apps. Brandon. I got to go. And I have to poop. Oh, well, that's... You know. Well, that's important. I don't know if you heard. People have to here poop. We go. All right, here we go. I, I can't. I'm logging into the correct app now. I have nothing Sorry. else to say. I literally have nothing else. We've said everything there is to say. People are... I, I can't believe there's one person that's still listening when clearly we have tagged out and we have nothing left. We are sputtering I, to the I finish. Like they really care about this, And I uh, don't <laughs> have time to edit anything either. <laughs> Never mind. It's I, I it's not I have I can find every single thing in the history of sports except for WWE on this thing. Well. Well, we tried. So. We tried. Sorry, Aaron. We tried. You can, <laughs> we can on next week's show we can recap how those went. That's what we'll do. <laughs> All right, uh, at the Aoster and Veasan and I, maybe DraftKings. I don't know if he's getting money from them or not. It's whatever. <laughs> well, he isn't anymore. Yeah, at AJ, no question. We ended it at that. At AJ Francis four one zero for him, for Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been jobbing out. Jobbing out. Yay, DraftKings. They're the best.